Previously on Funny Science Fiction. I'll have someone come and rip your toenails off. And eat, no. Okay, yeah, now I'm scared again. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> Welcome to the Funny Science Fiction Podcast, where we consider ourselves the reason aliens roll up their windows when they stroll past Earth. For proper introduction, Marcin Swiderkot, whose proper pronunciation is difficult for any American to pronounce, is our guest today. He's the CEO of Awaken Realms, whose board game nemesis has recently taken flight and uh, is a real hit. A one to five player semi-cooperative sci-fi horror where you and your friends try to survive while attempting to fulfill your secret objectives that may sometimes collide, thus perhaps inadvertently sabotaging your attempts to escape. First of all, welcome to the show. Hey guys, hey everyone. <laughs> In light of your game, we're gonna be doing this a little differently. Uh, um, both Tim and I have been given a secret mission by our assistant Deb mm. during this interview. We need to mm. complete our secret objective to be our the dark winning, lords. To be the winning host <laughs> of the funny science fiction podcast. Okay. So if uh, we start asking about silly things to each other or to you or something, you'll know why. Maybe. It's a secret. All right. All right. I, I can tell the team looks like a traitor a little bit, just like from the <laughs> you know, I can see him for like five minutes, but he's the type, right? You can get this. <laughs> it's it's the red shirt, isn't it? Yeah, it's probably like you know, if you're looking for a Red science, then. <laughs> so it's an incredibly fun game um, because simply you're just doing all of this second guessing. Uh, I remember I'd have I'd have a friend of mine. He, they'd go and check the engines. Yeah, everything's good. They check the navigation or something. Yeah, we're on course to Earth or, or whatever. And <laughs> you want you want to take the word for it, right? <laughs> but you know, at the same time, like, so it's you're constantly second guessing yourself. Is there a secret mission to kill us all? <laughs> yeah. So whose idea was it to promote such betrayal and distrust among friends? And have you lost any <laughs> friends or employees or anything? <laughs> yeah. This? Uh, you know, we thought like, how about we destroy a lot of relationship between people and, you know, like, Monopoly was not enough, so let's try to bring it to another level. That, that was the origins. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, no, but honestly, like, we're, like, uh, the author of the game, Adam Papiski, and also everyone in the company, we're huge fans of the sci-fi horrors back in the day when we're talking, you know, Aliens, The Thing, and so forth and so forth. And, you know, like the huge, like overlapping theme of every Optimus horror is not only that we have those, you know, aliens or whatever, whatever is out there for us, but you also have this paranoia of, okay, corporation is not our friend. Our friends are not necessarily our friends. We don't know, you know, who to trust, what to, you know, everyone has their secret agenda. And, you know, that's the influence that we wanted to put into the board game where, you know, there is this extraterrestrial threat that we're, you know, we're afraid, but on the, you know, we have as humans, those stupid instincts where, you know, everyone is for themselves. And when you look at, you know, when you look at, for example, what's happening to COVID or, or whatever, it, it shows that those instincts are there, that, you know, we're, it's not like there is some crazy danger and then the human race unites together and fighting. No, no, everyone is for themselves still, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, so, so we wanted to, to put it in a test and, and it worked brilliant, brilliantly, especially in um, a lot of, uh, uh, a lot of groups that are, because, you know, different people, there are different types of people uh, with board games. And if you have a group of like cutthroats, 
who just want to, you know, do everything. Oh, oh those games are fun. <laughs> you can them. And, and the fun part is that every, every single game is a different story. And it has this cinematic narration. What do you said, right? When one guy said to everyone, hey, guys, we're going to Earth. And they were fighting really hard for 30 minutes to fix the engines and go to the hibernation. And then at the end of the game, it turns out that it actually goes to the Mars. Because there's a secret lab there and everyone dies but the guy who, you know, cheated everyone. And yeah, so, so there are like a lot of fun story about us. But, you know, ultimately, this is kind of like a tribute to all those um, sci-fi classics uh, that, that have this overarching treason, uh, you know, team uh, like embedded in themselves as well. Excellent. Yeah, absolutely. So um, give us your, I guess your favorite moment you've probably played hundreds and hundreds of games favorite mm. moment especially one that that turned out kind of ironic or something like that uh, anything mm. funny yeah the story was that my target objective was that player two cannot leave and um i basically uh throw a grenade to the room that he was inside with a with an intruder and uh the intruder uh, was like half dead but still you know uh, way to go and i was like yeah he's like he's 95 percent dead like it's like the game will kill him so i'm just going to go to the escape pod escape and you know nothing can happen and this guy he survived for everything for everything he punched <laughs> the intruder in the face killed him obviously right and you know it, it was like like obviously like his chances for survival was like three percent and he actually survived and you know he, his his only motivation was to piss me because i you know, <laughs> I, I i i throw the grenade and he was like oh you will see i i'm just gonna leave one round just to spite him you know to, to and he actually lived and i lost he won and that was like uh, it, it doesn't sound like this epic, but it was really epic because his chance of survival was like really like few percent, and he pulled it off. And you know he was he didn't even believe himself that he gonna win, but he was just you know carrying on just to you know piss me off. <laughs> yeah, he ultimately won, and yeah, that was fun. I'm sure yeah. in the moment that was hysterical. Especially oh, it, oh, you got you got a better chance playing rock paper scissors, right? Yeah, right. probably. <laughs> <laughs> well. It, uh, Marcin, as you may know, and many people know, that humans weren't actually the first to go into space. Uh, mm. There was a, the the first shuttle into space actually contained Laka or Laika, I think the name is pronounced. Yep. Um, uh, so as a space dog. So, but you guys are doing this a little bit differently. You guys are including cats. So what's the deal with the cat knot? <laughs> I mean, you know, like who who doesn't love cats? Like we, we are re rewriting history. <laughs> And so, so you know, and, and I, I bet, I bet that there are some conspiracy theorists who saying that dinosaurs was in space before us, before <laughs> like even. So I, you know, I, I can bet that there's this Facebook group about it somewhere. So I wouldn't be so sure about that. So <laughs> I think your chances of that are probably pretty strong. Yeah. <laughs> so. so yeah. No. Go ahead, please. Yeah, yeah. No. 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 It's just like you know. It's like we we always try to uh, make like a mascot in our game. Okay. And, this, and, and the space cat like was like, I, I, I would love to have like, because you know, uh, like I was there, but I, I would love the cat having two cats myself. Uh, I would love the cat to be the first one to go. And it will be like, you know, like a billion dollar project 
you opening the door for the cat and he's like, no, I'm not walking. Like, I, this is the perfect time for me to leak myself in front of the whole world or whatever, right? right? So I'll come yeah. in a minute. I, I've got to finish cleaning. So <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I, I know the cats are you know uh, very very fun uh, and kind of we imagine in that way that, that it will be quite fun for for the um, for the cat on out uh, to be in the ship. And actually, uh, the, the, there is one story uh, on the Carnomorphs, which is one of the expansions. The Carnomorphs is, okay. is like alternative enemies which is more like zombie, whatever. And uh, our creative writer, Krzysztof, write a story how they came to be. And, and the story is that uh, there was a hyper jump coming and obviously one of the cat was lost and no one knows where, where he was. And he wandered into the laboratory when the <laughs> G-Force smashed him into the wall. But meanwhile, he go onto the few samples <laughs> of the alien DNA and everything merged. And this is how the first Cardamorph came to be, and this is actually a legit story. Game, so. Oh, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah. So, with with that storyline uh, now in my head, how many times did you guys have to deal with animal rights activists during your beta <laughs> testing? Uh, we are fortunate to to have zero so far, so far. <laughs> but I know, like, when we'll get to the like games workshop level, uh, probably it will start. You know, I'm not sure if you know the controversy on the uh, space wolves uh, from the games workshop uh, because you know they will have uh, like the space wolves has obviously a lot of force on them, and this was a problem for PETA, I think, activists. So. <laughs> ah, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we also understand that uh, you got your start uh, in your, your basement painting miniatures. And while teaching everyone else, while you were painting, you were also teaching everyone else how to, how to dance. <laughs> and uh, you were playing some basketball, shooting some hoops. So it's clear to us that you have a very eclectic interest level and, and background and skill set. But even with that type of skill set, you have to realize that at some point, there's something that you're just not good at. So for you, when it came to creating of board games and these, these immense worlds, what is it that you feel that you weren't good at and who on your team compensates for that for you? Mm, all right. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. Uh, so first of all, we got quite a big team. I think people does not suspect how many people work in our office. We have like around 70 people on oh, wow. different okay. projects, but that's kind of a lot and they are much more talented than me like my favorite job is to kind of hire smarter people than me and you know just be don't stand in their way this is this is the best approach you have uh, uh that, that you can have um but i think that the biggest thing um would be the details relating gameplay uh i'm like i'm, I'm i feel that i'm good in like an overarching scoping like what can be fun or not, but then making, like getting to the point where the game is, uh, is fun like 80% 80, 80 of the time. Uh, because this is the, pro pro the problem when you're speaking board games. Uh, it's, uh, uh, you know, it, it, there is so many different possibilities, so many randomity in the game that you have to play test it like 500. We literally play test it Nemesis like a thousand times. Uh, and, you know, getting those details right that, you know, 80% uh, of the games are fun, cinematic experience, that everything like that's a lot of work and making sure that, you know, all the details sums up, that the cards. And the problem is that once you ship the board game to the person, 
that's it. <laughs> like if something is broken in the rules, sorry, man, there, there's no patching like in, in right. digital yeah. games that you can patch things up. And yeah, that's right. No, no, no. Uh, it's, you know, a costly thing. Actually, we actually had one story, which is quite interesting because um, uh, we obviously like we, we produce the games in China and um, we had a problem called Melted Soldier. Uh, whereas uh, they have like a big assembly lines in China to kind of assemble everything for, for the board game. And then they they took like, uh, I'll just take the miniature to show you. But there was one person that the whole task was to take a miniature and put it in the place, right? And from one point, the mold that the miniatures were was, was destroyed. And the one of the character, a soldier, uh, basically was melted. He looked like someone put acid on him, right? And obviously, the, the person who was putting the miniatures, like, obviously didn't really care about that. So they, so we ended up shipping, like, 15,000 and one 5,000 uh, melted soldiers to people. And we sent replacement oh. to every single one of them oh, after my. that, mm -hmm. uh, which was which was kind of fun. But but we also, you know, we also uh, put, like, some small Easter eggs about it because we uh, added a special wound in the game, uh, melted. <laughs> Just <laughs> Discard, so people can you know have the use for this miniature or body so what a great way to cool. turn problem into opportunity yeah, I mean, yeah. that's great yeah, it's we, not a back it's a future right <laughs> yes exactly no way to roll with it that's awesome so um speaking about how you started out down your path residing in your basement dancing and painting um <laughs> you probably also had some time to play board games in between like you've been stating thousands of play yeah, 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 yeah. um what has been your favorite board game mechanic in your past? Just in the past, like, can you think mm -hmm. of a really great mechanic? And then um, what was your least favorite mechanic of a board game or mm. anything like that? Sure, um, sure. All right. So I'm yeah. kind of like my favorite, like, even before I started entertaining the idea of making my own board games, I, I played my good share of it. I was huge Magic the Gathering player, like huge. I spent so much money that I didn't have on the game <laughs> uh, it's just it's ridiculous how how yeah but but um definitely when it comes to the game that i spent most time magic the gathering has it and i loved um so so my favorite part about this is that the core rules of magic are qu like quite simple to get but the creativity that the guys put into those with the all the different expansions is just Tremendous! You have like special shadow, morphing, counters, summons, you name it, time mechanics. There's like so much that they did having those, you know, simple rules that were, you know, developed 20 years ago or so. Uh, so, so that was definitely uh, the other thing that I really enjoy is that the Euro kind of games mm, that I can play with my family, like my parents or, or my partner, whatever. And Obviously, I'm a power gamer. I'm a huge power gamer. Like, I want to win or I want to have it. And it's very hard for me to play the games with people who just play for fun and enjoy it, like, so that we both have, have a good time. But there are a few games that actually enables that. And that's usually Euro games, non-competitive, not, not directly competitive. And whenever I see something like that, I really like, I'm very surprised that, that you know, like, we can play together I can have a fun as a power gamer and someone else can have a fun as just like, you know, enjoying their time and whatnot. Games like uh, Terraforming Mars, Agricola, uh, stuff like that. Okay. 
Um, so I'm, I definitely, uh, this is something that, uh, that I enjoy. It, when it comes to the least favorite, um, I don't think that I enjoy a lot of randomness uh, in terms like uh, dice rolling that decides whether you win or lose. You know, being a power gamer, if uh, I need to have a feeling where if I did all the correct decisions and I lose to the player who didn't do that, then I'm getting triggered a little bit. So yes, yeah. so, so I'm not a huge fan of randomness. Uh, and, and, and then... So no rock, paper, scissors. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it, it depends on how much effort does it take. Because, you know, rock, rock paper, scissors is okay because it lasts for very long. But if you have like three-hour game... True. Yeah, and there is like multiple decisions, like sea of decisions, and you see this player who's making all the wrong decisions in the world, and then he still managed to win with you. This is just a bad design from my perspective. So, All right, how about this? <clears throat> we'll play a game of rock, paper, scissors. Right. And if you win, right, I'll give you a red shirt, Widows and Orphans Cup. All right, okay. All right, you ready for this? Uh, what's, the, what's the downside if I lose? Uh, if you lose, um, come on, we're, get we're, something like we're, we're still, let me think. We're still gonna send you a cup. I don't know. You got you gotta send me, you got to send me a cool miniature. How about that? You probably have a yeah. I can do it. I can. Do okay. It. Like, yeah, All right. Sure. How about that? Okay. Ready? Hey, hold on. Right. Hold on. I need to hold on. Hold on. Like show right. me your eyes. I need to first look. You know, at your my, oh, at it, my eyes. So I, okay, yeah, your eyes. And now tell me, uh, are you going to do scissors? I'm gonna do scissors, of course. Okay, so you'll not do like rock, right? I might do rock. We'll see. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. Right. I know everything. Okay, ready? All right, ready? Three. Rock. One, two, three. Okay. Oh, all right, let's, we both did scissors. Let's try again. Ready? One, two, three. Ah, oh, I got paper. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we don't, no, I think we need to do best of three. I don't think there's any way. Best that we of can... three. Are you sure? Yeah, that's how the rules go. We don't, you don't get off away with one. <laughs> oh, I wanted that miniature. Okay, ready? We'll, 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 we'll do it hey, again. Hold on, hold on. I need to kind of like, okay, let's go. Besides, I really want Nick to lose. All right. One, <laughs> or, two, Nate to lose, three. Right? Oh, come on. Bam! Two, two, zero. One more, one more, one more. Okay, come okay. On. all right. Up to three. Sure, sure. One, two, three. All right. Both paper. paper. <laughs> all right. I think I can call it a day and I can let you win. That's okay. All right. But you know, right. I'm only doing this because you're a host. That's well, the only reason. Well, hey, thanks. And you know what? You just helped me accomplish my secret mission. So oh, really? I appreciate Did you? that. Woo! I had to get somebody to play rock, paper, scissors. And, <laughs> and, and you need to go out the show alive. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, there's always that. That's a, getting out of the show alive is just kind of a side point. Yeah. 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 That's not whichever, that important, is Whichever it? one of us doesn't explode throughout the purpose, the point of the uh, the podcast is is always, you know, they're okay. the winner. Where do you guys hide the out uh, self-destruction button that I can press? <laughs> yeah, it's the what? it's the the easy button, the red button on your desk. Oh, the red button. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's the, the eject button. <laughs> so um let's see here. Okay, so well, you know, the game of Nemesis. When you start out, you know, like I remember my first time playing, thinking, all right, guys, we got this. We can do it, right? Because we understood the premise. Yep. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, my God, what's happening? We can't trust each other. The latest Kickstarter campaign was a huge success. However, Nemesis Lockdown 
mm. which our sound tech Nick is he he loves your game first of all. He is extremely excited for. Mm. Um, Have you ever heard of the term fanboy? <laughs> <laughs> what mechanic are you most excited about that you could share with us about lockdown? Mm, sure, that you want to. Yeah, cool, cool. Uh, so uh, there's like this one big thing that actually um, we wanted to put like more emphasis on, and this was the places like the engines or the um, the uh, control room for the choosing the direction where the ship goes. So we found out that in the core box, those are like the more, most fun places to play around the traitor role where I could actually take one information, pass it around in a different way. I can mm. say saying truth or not or, or not. And then we, we kind of wanted to put that on the next level where it would be just more intense. And this is where the power supply mechanics come in. Because in Nemesis, uh, in the lockdown, there are uh, the, it is divided on floors. Uh, and the team starts in a different spots in the, on the different floors. And there is an elevator that still requires power. And the fun, fun part is that from any place, you can turn the power on and off on different floors. Oh, um, oh, and the way, yeah, exactly. So the way it works is <laughs> like you take power from one floor and add it to another. So you can still pretend that you are not really the traitor. You can say like, oh, it's not like, I don't like you, but I need power, right? So this is what I'm doing this. So this brings like a lot of interactions like that, where, you know, you're in the elevator, someone cuts the power, you're stuck. And, you know, there's like this different, although there's different fun parts of, um, of the darkness because the darkness is a big factor. There's a special yeah. uh, new alien race that is basically, you know, that's much worse in the darkness. Uh, there's like a lot of fun, fun gameplay around that, especially in those kind of, you know, this cutthroat idea of trying to, you know, be, try, trying to make others uh, players uh, life harder. And in the core box, you have to be more or less close to that person. Here, you can do it, you know, manually using computers and stuff like that. So it's, it's even more tense, I would say. And you need to watch for your allies and what, you're doing, what they are doing. Wow. Okay. That sounds exciting. So let me ask you this. So uh, from what I understand, many of the intruders um, in the game are pretty tough. They've got all these different oh, yeah. abilities and, and things. And so the, you said earlier that you kind of made this game as a tribute to Alien and mm. The Thing and, and some other classic yeah. sci-fi slash horror style movies. So if your intruder, and I'll let you pick which one, was to be pitted against the Predator mm. in an Alien versus Predator style movie, which one would you put up and which one would have the best chance of winning? Can I go with what what will be the the most fun to watch? Absolutely, it's your call. Okay, so so I I would go for the hit release, so the newest one that we added, and this is basically like a huge living fungus <laughs> with a, like a huge queen in like on the mid ones with like a lot of like fungus tentacles, and they have like a special sprout things and so forth. And I'm not sure, but Predator don't have the fire supplies in a big way. Uh, in terms of like a literal fire, flame, flame flamethrower or so, or yeah, they actually might have some. 
I think they mm, do. Yeah, that might be fine. But, but I, it would be probably fun to watch for like a fungus fungus invasion versus... Yeah, it might not be the most dynamic movie of all, but <laughs> I would go for this one, yeah. Intruder. Alert. Intruder. Alert. Intruder. Alert. All right. So it's finally come in the mail. We interviewed the CEO of Awaken Realms, uh, the funny science fiction podcast. His name is Marcin Spierkot. And uh, he decided, out of his kind heart, to um, donate to us a copy of the board game Nemesis, um, which is currently on back order and, and all that fun stuff. But he fully signed it by all the developers of the game. So that was very, very kind of him. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to set up an auction for the game so that we can help our Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund via Wish Upon a Teen. And Wish Upon a Teen is an awesome charity that helps kids who are in intensive care units and, and whatnot um, so that they can have an easier stay when their stay becomes extended. So it's an amazing cause. It helps so many kids. It also helps in a very real sense um, that kids are actually able to heal and kids are able to talk if they haven't been talking. It's a depressing place in a hospital and really it's one of the most amazing things this charity does is it really targets those kids who need help. So it's an amazing cause. Um, so let's open this up. So I get the liberty of breaking all the seals because that took me forever. So, because <laughs> they made sure this is nice and sealed. So the box, first of all, is beautiful. Ooh. Well, this is cool. They got the Kickstarter bonus content. And this is sealed, so I'm not going to be opening it because this is going for auction. So um, I don't know what's in it because I haven't looked it up yet, but um, you got the Kickstarter bonus content in here with the beautiful space cat eating some Cheetos. That is awesome. That is hilarious. Wonderful. Okay, so we got that. And then look at this. Look at this. Wow. Look at Janik, Sambor. Wow. Look at these signatures. Beautiful. So let's get this out of the box. And I'm going to be careful about it because, uh, you know, this game is expensive as it is. Uh, nonetheless, signed by the developers. Let's open it because this is not sealed. This came unsealed so that they could sign uh, individual pieces inside of it. So um, there is a few pieces in here. I believe the rule book is signed. Let's open this up. Man, whatever artists they got over there, man. It's incredible work. Alright, look at this. Wow. So I am not going to punch any of these things out. We're not going to be touching it with much of any. I don't want any oils on my fingers on it. This is going to be mint condition. And here's the board. Beautiful board. And I want to just show you underneath this. I want to show you underneath it because look at these beautiful figurines you get. Look at this. Such crazy detail, especially if you're into painting or anything like that. Oh, dude, these would be so fun to paint. I'm so fun. Okay. Wow. Well, that is what is up for auction. 
but it's signed by the owner and the developers of the game. This was a, a game that was originally successful on Kickstarter. We were being super, super, super careful with it. And uh, so that we can give Wish Upon a Teen every, everything they deserve for the hard work they've been doing through all of it. Through COVID, through all this stuff. So I'm going to put this back in the box. And I, I think the starting bid is going to be around $200. I believe that's what it is. Don't quote me on that, but uh, anyways, you can find us at the Funny Science Fiction Facebook group or podcast. You're welcome to listen in or welcome to enjoy some funny science fiction memes with us. Yeah, I'm super excited. This is a game that I love to play, and the fact that he did this for charity really means a lot to us. Check out Awaken Realms, and uh, please like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And uh, please uh, make a bid on this. Um, see if you can't win this amazing, amazing piece of art. So, all right. Have a good one, guys. In other things, and not, you know, away from, your, uh, away from this particular board game, mm. uh, this tabletop game, so the world of virtual reality is blowing up. Mm. Uh, the world of augmented reality is really starting to blow up. And even just simple uh, digital uh, tabletop games are starting to become more and more prevalent. Mm. So we had read in Reddit that there was a possibility of augment, uh, Awaken making a, uh, an augmented reality style game. Is that true? Um, or is that something okay, you're so looking into? Yeah, we're definitely looking into the, the app. We just released the uh, companion app for Nemesis, for example. And um, maybe not augmented reality. Um, there are a few games that does it correctly. It's, it's very hard to do well, I would say, because it okay. cannot be uh, annoying and it, it should have like a good place. And I, I will give you an example of a game doing that right. This is a, a yeah, game please. called Chronicles of Crime. It's a really great game. And it, it, it is basically a game that you are you know, a detective trying to do stuff and so forth. And the way they use augmented reality app is that when you get to the uh, crime, you actually have X amount of time that the app will let you look at the uh, crime scene. And you actually put, you know, your Google zone and you look around, you can try to find some details, try to, you know, get it done. And this is like one of the um, a good use of that. Another use that I can think of, I, I don't think that, that it, it, it was done, is just like, you know, giving like a limited time to look through the board and the app will tell you like exactly how it looks like and you need to try to remember it and so forth and so forth. So that it kind of, it, it's not uh, like a huge component, but it, it, it's more of like a, one of the element connected with time and using the best of your medium. Right. Uh, but uh, steering away from the augmented reality, um, we are extremely excited about the app for Nemesis and Nemesis Lockdown. So it, it's not like we like we didn't promise it on the Kickstarter, but this is something that I definitely would be looking into because the okay. way the app works is that um, it's not like you have one app for the whole group, but everyone connects via, uh, via Wi-Fi uh, to like a game server. And everyone has their own cell phone, right? Mm -hmm. And everyone has like the base stats of the characters and so forth. But let me give you like an example of a good use of that. Uh, we have a void seeder, 
which is uh, intruder rays that basically is you know kind of messing up with your with your head thoughts and and so forth, right? And this could actually bring the uh, the distress level of, like on another levels, meaning that um, imagine that uh, you can trade the items with other crew members by basically by showing them on the app. And basically you are giving them like, okay, I will give you a shotgun because I have a shotgun and I'm giving them a shotgun, but actually on their own app, they are, they are seeing that you are giving them crowbar and you don't know if you are mad or they are mad and you know, what is the reality? So this is like an extremely fun way that you could use it like next level of uh, classified information and so forth. So for example, another example is like classified information that you find something, you get it on your app and only one person have an access to that information. So you only can see that, you know, classified information, but if the character gets it on the app that he actually can read it, then he can actually read it. So there are like a lot of ways that we are thinking of using this way of displaying information, like privately displayed informations. And this could be very exciting, especially if in a hidden traitor type of game. Um, but yeah, it's like making apps is uh, quite difficult, time consuming and cost consuming. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. we're doing this step by step, right? And there are also a lot, of, um, a lot of apps that make the board game much worse to play. Basically, like what I see is like when they try to mimic the board, so basically you need to input the information of what just happened on the board into the app. It's just annoying. It's just like another level of, of upkeep that is unnecessary and, you know, people get annoyed by that. So, yeah, but, but it, I, I think that, that there is a place uh, for that, but it needs to be rooted in what makes the board game fun, which means human interaction and actually physical components that make sense. That, that's, I think that why people love board games that we can see it all together in one table, just, you know, drink beer, have fun uh, with physical components and, you know. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. A nice, a nice natural tie-in between the two. Yeah, yeah for sure. Okay. What, what, what a good non-complicated way to, um, like you said, augmented reality can kind of get in the way uh, sometimes of, of what yeah. you're really trying to accomplish. So that's, um, that's, that's good because it's simple. I like it. Yeah. Um, so we're coming to an end of the podcast, but Marson, thank you so much for being on our show. Yeah, this was amazing. That um, was great. Um, we encourage everyone, whether you're a game enthusiast, you love artistically and mechanically well-done games that are incredibly <laughs> unique and engaging. Awaken Realms has made multiple really beautifully constructed games. Uh, Nemesis has been our sci-fi favorite. Some of us uh, because of the aliens and some of us because of the cats. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but Marcin, just before we go, uh, yeah. can you tell us just anything that's new or upcoming or anything like that that you want to share with people? What should we be on the lookout for? Yeah. Okay. So we actually have a new game that's a sci-fi upcoming. Um, awesome. Hopefully fall of this year. Uh, like, okay, we're aiming for this year, but you know, this, those are complicated yeah. topics time related. It's, yeah. it, it'll be a different type of game uh, from our usual portfolio because our usual portfolio is really dark when you look at it. We have the Tater Grail, which is a, like a very dark reimagination of Arturian legends. Nemesis is not, you know, you know, rainbows and flowers. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but, but we wanted to do like, I wanted to make a game that will be like about positive space exploration. 
I'm so excited about the possibility of actually humanity going out there. Like I love the, what SpaceX is doing, the Elon Musk thing and so forth. Yeah. And it drives me crazy that we're actually in the you know place and time where we could, I don't know, spend 10% of the money we spent on video games or whatever. Like, and just, we could actually be out there on Mars or other right. planets a bit like, and we don't do it. It drives me crazy, literally. It's like, I think that it could be like one of the best adventure that humanity can do in this year. And we're, you know, doing everything but it. Um, so I wanted to make like, you know, I, I feel like um, we don't have to change everything by ourselves, but we can change the thing that we can control. So if I have a company that make actually uh, board games and video games, I could, you know, maybe put like a little small little brick into inspiring people into, hey guys, look, we could be out there in the stars doing something exciting right. called human rights. So that's what that, that was like driving motivation of let's try to make a board game that will be more about you know, discovering things, planets. And, and, and it's not about like, you know, go out there, fight some nasty aliens to, you know, like Mass Effect stuff, just like, <laughs> try to, you know, like race against it. Uh, there are obviously some, some enemies, but it's mostly about the sense of discovering, the sense of collecting uh, other life forms, other, uh, other forms. And I can give you like a short storyline blurb because I think it's amazing. Um, yes, please. Go for it. Not sure if we have a time, but if we have the oh, we, got, we got time, go for it. Right. So the idea is that um, at one point, okay, so everyone, every living organism have uh, something that is called a junk DNA. This is like 70% of our DNA that's basically not used anything. The scientists have been saying for time and time again that this is the junk DNA, something that, you know, we're some time in year use, but due to evolution got marginalized into junk DNA and so on and so on. And the story starts when one of the scientists actually put those junk DNA through a mathematical um, uh, sources and he finds out that it actually is a map that leads into the specific place in the space um, that is, you know, far away um, and Basically, this was like a huge revelation for humankind. We called it God's coordinate. Uh, people argue that this is uh, the creator's sign mark of you know, our species and so forth. And the whole human kind of like things like, okay, like we need to pull all the resources. We need to try to make the like technological jump to be able to get to that space. And you know, trying to, to you know, everything trying to unite and to kind of get to this uh, discovery. And then we had the um, then we have the actually uh, revelation of that there is uh, you know there was a few years of the technological pro pro progress but obviously nothing enough to get us actually out there um, and then there is a story breaks out that some Russian informants uh, says that there is actually a wreckage of an alien ship that is kept uh, in secret by Russian Russian agency and they were keeping it secret. There's like a huge uh, world pressure on the Russia to share the wreckage with the rest of the world. It's all, it, obviously it has to be Russia, right? <laughs> like, who, who's else? Right? Uh, I don't know, but actually it fits because they have like, their land is huge. Yeah. It's like the biggest land on earth. Anyway, uh, so uh, using the alien technology that we couldn't understand, but we could make it going, we are actually building the biggest ship uh, in the human history or whatever, 
It's called ESS Vanguard. We are putting there a crew of people and we're going to the GATS coordinates uh, because this ship has a special drive that lets him go uh, travel through the uh, light speeds and so forth and so forth. Um, I can give you like a little bit insight more <laughs> about it. Sure. Uh, 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 that sounds I'm really actually, cool. Yeah, I'm actually thinking about it. Yeah, I probably will okay. stop here because this is where the All right. keep sorry, us, officially keep us guessing. Like, yeah, the, the, the next part. The, the next part is really cool. Like, uh, it's so cool. I, I really want That's to okay. share it, but we want to just kind of keep it for the yes. launch no, of the crowdfunding and so absolutely. Forth. Yeah. yeah, that's no. That's I gotta think... be like that's gotta be like your the, one of the hardest things. Yeah, as, like, to keep creator. because yeah, yeah. We, we have the Krzysztof Piskorski. Uh, he's the uh, fantasy writer who's, who's working with us, and he's making such an amazing stories. Uh, and this awesome. is this will be like a game with like a really good stories. He actually received, re, like, this is like, I, I call it like a, like a science pop culture where we look at the actual things that are hap happening, like a Dyson sphere. Mm. And then, you know, put a twist that's obviously unrealistic for us to do this and that, but, you know, it's cool. <laughs> the rule of cool, but mm -hmm. it's cool enough, but it is also supported by some kind of science uh, theories or, or findings that are, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's and awesome. For those of you that don't know, a Dyson sphere is an inside-out planet. Yep. Right. It's yep. like imagine the lands on the inside of the sphere. That's a Dyson sphere. It's Tempo. a small, small spoiler as well. Okay. <laughs> no, I was just all I, I was I saying is I think this is really cool. I, I I love the concept of it, and I love the, the fact that when any to me some of the best sci-fi is always the ones that are that are steeped in some level of of actual science, so it becomes mm -hmm. relatable. Um, except for Star Wars, I'm a huge Star Wars fan. There's nothing real science about that. That's just. Did you enjoy the newest ones? Though? Yeah, actually, I did. I I enjoyed oh. I enjoyed uh, everything uh, but the Last Jedi. And as we we spoke about <laughs> one of our previous episodes, uh, when Leia Mary Poppins died of the ship, I was done. Uh, <laughs> but uh, that's that's been my running tagline since I I watched it in the movie theater. I may or may not have yelled out, "She is not Mary Poppins." Um, okay, okay, <laughs> cool. I was that guy in the theater. She's not I, Mary Poppins. I would be okay with that. I I actually um, <laughs> you know I actually enjoyed the Last Jedi more than the other two. Okay. Because on the last Jedi, it was so ridiculous that I was actually having a good time laughing. Just <laughs> laughing, it was, it was so bad that it was so good. <laughs> that was me. Like you know, the other two, they were on like on the verge of being you know cringy, but there are, there were some concepts that I could still have hope for something good, right? But yeah. the last Jedi was just like so crazy that I was just like, whatever, man, I don't care. Well, the other the other complaint that I have about as long as we're talking about the last Jedi and we're all yeah. here. Uh, <laughs> You got him started. He got me started. <laughs> this is not my fault. <laughs> That's okay. I, so, no, the other problem I have is that Luke Skywalker was not a Jedi in that movie. He was the Onceler uh, yeah. from, uh, oh, what's the, the Lorax. He's the Onceler. Come back tomorrow and I'll tell you more about the Force. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Like, the, my favorite thing in the whole movie was uh, the part, I, I can obviously talk spoilers here, right? No one. Like, I think so, yeah. I mean, yeah last okay. Jedi's been out long it's, enough. It's okay, okay, good. So, my, my favorite part was when Kylo Ren was fighting Luke on this planet with mm -hmm. white coke all around or whatever it was. Uh, and, 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 you know, and they were fighting and then, and then it showed up that this was an illusion that Kylo Ren actually got cheated 
Luke is alive. He survived. And then we got to the shot to him and he dies. What's the whole point? If he's going to die, why why you let, don't let him die like the normal way, like cutting from the like who accepted? Like why would this was be like a transmission from the planes or whatever? Like if he dies in the end, what's the point of making it an illusion, right? Like that's so stupid. Right. <laughs> like a hologram that should have flickered halfway through, let Kylo know what he yeah. was doing. <laughs> like, Jesus. We'll have to have those steroids writers. I, I think that that's, that's mostly because they wanted to put like as many gotcha moments as possible. Like, ha, it was an illusion. Oh, I'm hoping for life. Gotcha, he died. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's my real hope that one day we get to have Rian Johnson here and interview him and oh. ask him what in the heck he was thinking about. Um, so uh, like take him frame by frame of the movie. What in the heck were you thinking here? <laughs> No, no, really. What no, about no, this? I, I, I like few concept. I really like few concept from there. I, you know, I like the co- no, we don't go there. Uh, no, I was just, just say, you know, uh, Mark, Mark Hamill's contract was up. He wasn't shooting any more video. And we had this, uh, we had this scene already played out. So I just, we just had to use it. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's always what I like imagine in my head is like, they have to use it. They just, you know, his contract was up. Yeah. He was done. You know, you know what I really liked? I, I really like when, when they said that the, Ray parents were were no ones. I right. actually like that. I actually like that because it was like you know no what? ones from nowhere. It, like, yeah, but but I, I were like you know it actually could be that you know that he's actually like she is just you know random and she doesn't have some lineage and that was like because I liked it on a more broad level where it said to people like you don't have to have a special parents to be special. You, you can't just be special, like on that kind of philosophical level where it tells the little kids like, you know, your parents can be just people basically whatever, or, or, or yeah. you don't have a parents or whatever, but you can still be special. I like that yes. about it. The message was yeah. great. It was, yeah. it was great. The, the execution. Yeah. Of yeah, the execution, obviously. Like, yeah. <laughs> sure. Like you can go yeah. get hype people for five hours and then just deliver like, you know what? Gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> So, Marcin, where should people go to learn a little bit more about Awaken Realms? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Okay, so we have, like, those Facebook groups uh, for Nemesis and for ESS Vanguard. I will probably uh, probably um, recommend ESS Vanguard uh, group if, if this is something that, uh, that, uh, that interests you. And for the Nemesis, also one cool thing that I can talk about uh, a little bit is that we'll be doing a digital adaptation of the game. Awesome. Um, which will not be like a board game adaptation. It will be like whole new game, uh, like 3D, everything. And oh, we cool. want to make it cool. very hyped up in the kind of like uh, traitor mechanisms in the in the like digital world, which That's might awesome. be fine. That's exciting. Uh, definitely want to play with you guys when it will be live. <laughs> oh, we absolutely oh, would love deal. that. <laughs> That'd be great. Deal. Awesome. Well, thanks, Marcin, well, so much for being on the show. On. Before, Tim, before what? We go, one, one last what? thing. Okay. You're always in such a rush. Sorry, I just... I Talk, so, you get so excited and just... I know. I toy just, doesn't know what to do with it. So one of the things I've started, I'm starting to do is I'm starting a scrapbook. Not just in my heart, but an <laughs> actual this, scrapbook. So what I need and what I'm hoping, Marcin, is that you'll agree to take a picture with me real quick. Are you okay with that? Sure. Marcin, I, I think this is a secret mission. So I don't know if I would do you it. You think so? <laughs> I think so. I'm holding. Look. So should I just cut out and? I think you should or? just leave. Yeah, yeah okay. like get out of here. No, 
All I'm asking is that I'm gonna do a three, two, one, and then just say cheese and I'll snap the picture. It'll be great. Right. I'll I'll like like you later. Okay. So three, right. two, one. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Was that your secret mission? <laughs> well, I failed. <laughs> yes! <laughs> you know, Josh. I like him. You, I you, like Marson. <laughs> so not only did you get to accomplish your secret mission, uh, but you sabotaged mine. Well played. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's how I'm only going to, I'm only going to mostly hold that against you for the rest of the day. <laughs> Can you tell I'm the cutthroat player nemesis? Yeah. yeah, of course. <laughs> that was actually, well <laughs> I'm actually not. I'm more like, Hey everybody, let's just co-op. Right. I, I, I'm the same guy, but I'm always, I'm always a traitor, but you know, who would suspect, suspect the guy who's saying like, no, 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 let's work yeah, together, guys. Josh yeah. <laughs> is the, uh, can we just hug it out guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're mad. Can we hug it out? <laughs> Great. Well, great work, Marcin, and uh, great work to your team. Uh, tell them mm. thank you, and we appreciate the hard work of such a just well done game. Like it's it's so it has its unique aspects to it. That we all just love so. And it also led to Thanks my so biggest uh, private accomplishment ever. What's Nemesis that? was on South Park for five seconds. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, awesome. it was. And really? the, cart, the cartman actually put the box on the table and say like, let's play six hour long overcomplicated game of Nemesis. <laughs> and I was like, I can die now. I can die. I don't care anymore. Like Forbes, cover or whatever, don't care. Yeah. South Park is like, yeah. That is great. All the rest I of no it. way. I've, cartman has said my game name. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> That's basically, yep. That's great. awesome. Well, cool. thank you so much for being on today. This was awesome. I, I really enjoyed having you here. Um, and I look forward to the digital version of your game. I think that sounds awesome. Sure. Yeah. Thank you very much, cool. guys. Have a good one. Too. All right. Take care. Bye. And this also is a time to remind you to donate to the Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund. That's right. The Red Shirt Widows and Orphans Fund. They gave all, so now you can too. So when your red shirt... Ensign Smith gets eaten by the intruder five minutes into episode 43. His family is not left destitute. <laughs> we have a great deal from our new sponsor, Uncanny Brains. Just for our listeners here at Funny Science Fiction, get one of their Star Wars lightsaber hand blenders and get $5 off with the code FUNNYSCIFI. That's F-U-N-N-Y-S-C-I-F-I. Thank you for listening or watching. Don't forget to subscribe and like us on your favorite podcast platform and YouTube. If you've enjoyed our podcast, why not come join our Funny Science Fiction Facebook group, too? It's filled with giggle-worthy memes and gags. Visit our website, www.funnysci-fi.com. That's F-U-N-N-Y-S-C-I-F-I.com. You can also support us on Patreon, where you can get transcripts, bonus episodes, and other fun merch. That's at patreon.com slash F-U-N-N-Y-S-C-I-F-I. Look for links in the podcast description. On behalf of the rest of the hosts of Funny Science Fiction, we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode. If you'd like to be a guest on one of our future episodes, please contact us by means of our Facebook group, Funny Science Fiction. You can find us on Twitter or Instagram using the handle at Funny Sci-Fi, or you can go to DraytonAllen.com and click the Contact Me link at the bottom of the page. Thanks again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Copyright 2020 by Drayton Allen. Original music by Jordan Michaels. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned in this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation of or by funny science fiction or its sponsors. 
The views expressed by guests are their own and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity they represent. If you have questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at DraytonAllen at DraytonAllen.com.